Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app, use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Luke Stuckmark, Corey Friedman, Mr. Cody Del Mendo, hashtag vibes, hashtag vibe with us. Ryan Herrera hopefully joining us uh, from the ballpark after the final game of the homestand for the Cubs. They are not able to get the sweep. But they do take two out of three from Seattle and two out of three from the Rangers. So two series wins on the homestand, but they lose the finale to Seattle, 5-2 to two the final. And after they score 14 runs on 18 hits in their big comeback last night, we talked about the old momentum thing earlier in the week, Cody. Like, does it exist? Does it not exist? Here's one of the examples where you say, well, no, it doesn't exist. Because <laughs> they couldn't get any hits hardly today. Yeah, tough tough day for the offense outside of Cody Bellinger. Uh Miles Masterboni, I uh he got a hit today and then in that 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 big at bat in what the seventh inning turned out to be yeah. turned out to loom large. And honestly, not even his fault. Umpire missed a terrible call. He should have been on first base with a walk. I thought he put up a really good at bat there. But that is the way baseball goes. I will sit here and scream about robot umps as much as anyone, but uh you know, I can't remember a call that bad on a was bad. ball strike. Like, was that was at least a baseball and a half out of the strike zone. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, it is what it is, and it's not the reason the Cubs lost. That was the that was the moment that if they were going to make a comeback, they could have. They were down 3-1. to one. They were right there. They had a, every chance to win this game. Um, so, okay, so on Sunday when they lost to the Rangers, what, 8-2, to two, I was very annoyed because the defense wasn't good in that game. Uh, there was a lot to be annoyed about and worried about. In this game, Stroh was great. The defense was good, even without Swanson out there. Um, offense just didn't show up today, and sometimes you're going to have days like that. Uh, and, you know, is what it is. Uh, you said Stroh was great. I'm going to save that for later. He was very good Talk for the conditions. <laughs> he the over-under on DraftKings Sportsbook for this game was like 11. Mm. So, I, uh, Facts. I, I'm... I would have loved the sweep. Would have would have been immaculate vibes coming into post-game show if they won this game on top of all the news that's came out today that we're going to talk about all, later in, here in a little bit. But it would have been you still 24 took... hours of magical news for the Cubs, right? right? The comeback win, mm. Dansby Swanson's injuries not serious. You right. get the HAP signing, which we'll talk about in a minute, and you could have had a series sweep. Well, in really three days with the Nico walk-off on Monday. It just yeah, would have been a true. brilliant week. But I think, like, you know, to both of your points, like, it's frustrating in the last two series that they dropped the finale, so we kind of mm-hmm. end the series on the worst note of the series. But you take two out of three from two, uh, you know, I think playoff aspiration-level teams. Like, obviously, yeah. the Rangers were not good last year, uh, but they— you know, they've bring in the Grom. Like they've spent. They they have playoff the aspirations. They're a tough team. It's a good offense. Yeah. He took two or three from them. Mariners come in uh, a good team last year. A lot of young talent, as we saw in this series. You need to take two or three At, for for this Cubs team. Like that is all you can ask. And even yeah. in this last one, like they were. This was a competitive loss. You know, like nobody's patting them on the back. Like you know, you don't get a participation trophy for losing today, but competitive loss. You took the series and you were in this game today. I I think that's all you can ask for from this team. So yeah. it's been a good it's been a good week or so for the Cubs for sure. Yeah, like in this game specifically, the only things that leaves me I guess a little irked is a how the hell is Nelson Velasquez not in the lineup after the night he had last night. And I'm someone who's a, a Miles Masterboni supporter because I think he hits the ball very hard. And, Me as well. And, and just ha- – <laughs> thank you, Joey. Uh, <laughs> I think that fact that – I think a, a lot of fans that are out on him are just not really paying attention. Sorry. Uh, but after a night that he had yesterday, to not put him back in the lineup and in right field today is, is very weird to me. Also, why did you put Julian Mer- Merriweather in the game after pitching two innings yesterday? I know yeah. the bullpen is taxed, but I mean, what are we doing here? I, 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 I uh, why, why not bring up Estrada um, from from Iowa? Uh, our friend Matt Clapp had a great tweet that Gary threw into the Slack, uh, or not Slack, the Discord, and uh, Matt Clapp said Merriweather enter- entering today with a six point one two career ERA over fifty seven and one third thirds 
uh, innings pitched while averaging 97 miles per hour over that time and turns 32 this year. The kind, the kind of guy that excites people because of the velocity, but it's unfortunately never really worked worked out. I'm fine with swapping in Estrada. Considering how taxed the bullpen is, <laughs> all I'm asking for is for was for them to bring someone up who was fresh. Yeah, I understand that there's an off day tomorrow and options and all this stuff. You have all the like, there's these certain semantics behind it, but the fact that they didn't bring anyone up to help for the bullpen today is a big part of why they lost. Well, and I think it's, you know, it's one of the, I don't know if I want to say potential downsides, but just sort of a tough thing that David Ross and Tommy Hadovy have to think about when, you know, we've talked about how great it is that guys like Adbert, Alzali, Keegan Thompson, et cetera, are able to go multiple innings. And I think even though in his last outing, Keegan didn't go multiple innings, uh, either way, they're down for more time, right? You have a few guys that you can't necessarily use on back-to-back days because you're yeah. using them in bulk all at once. Would have been nice to have a fresh arm. To your point, like, I don't like like to like nitpick the lineup too much, especially this early in the season. Same. You want to see I'm some stuff. Who doesn't but game to your point about Nelson, like I was a little confused. Like Logan Gilbert, the Mariner starter today, has reverse splits, right? He's a righty, but lefties are worse against him. Last year in 2022, uh, righties... 276 with a 334 weighted on base average. Lefties 201 batting average with a 256 weighted on base average. Like that to me, Nelson's hot. He had great at bats yesterday. Not just the grand slam. That single he hit was a rope too. Yeah. I would have put the righty in there, like because yeah. that's what these splits against Logan Gilbert say. But mm-hmm. again, whatever they and took two out of three. Aaron, know, Aaron in the chat makes a good point. Edwin Rios has eight total at bats so far. Why is he still on the roster if he's not going to play? Give yeah. me Suzuki slash Morel from Iowa and send out Rios slash Nelly. And regard in regards to Rios, what you just said makes a good point on why he wasn't in the lineup today. But also at the same time, we have not seen a lot of Rios. No, we and, and he has he clearly has power. He has one of the few home runs this team actually has. Would have been. Would have been cool to have him in the lineup perhaps today until you said what you said. So that kind of well, answers the question. And like, about I, Rios, don't, but. I don't mind, like, you know, I, I've I've kind of been interested and have no problem with Master Boney getting some time and seeing what he's capable of there. But that's the one where it gets, like, a little confusing, right? Like, yeah. he, he hits left-handed. Gilbert's better against lefties. Like, why isn't that a start for Nelson? Especially right. on a day where without Dansby, you've got Madrigal hitting higher in the order. So you already have mm-hmm. some of the kind of, like, contact first yeah. no power kind of guys and on a day like today at wrigley i would like to see the guy that could maybe as you saw last night he's that's got the wonder. bat that can make the impact right in one swing that's a good point I, too about magical being second in the lineup today too like i know swanson's out but that doesn't mean you have to put magical in the same spot no, as yeah, i'm not a fan of that but, but i wondered about the the whole thing with not <laughs> calling up another pitcher first of all they they just sent down assad assad would have been the guy that you would have liked to have had potentially last night or today. Um, but I wonder if Dansby sitting today because of the cramps last night and just said, they just said, okay, take today. You get the off day the next day. Let's, we want to give you a little time anyways when we can get chances like that. Um, I wonder if him not playing today and needing to play Madrigal and shortening your bench that way led to that decision to like, let's just ride it out. But I, I agree with Niren, Niren was in our, uh, I think he was in, on Twitter responding to somebody saying, well, you got to find out if he can pitch in a back-to-back. I just don't know if I need him to pitch in a back-to-back when he pitched two innings last night. Yeah, Like if he was in an inning last night and you were trying to get him to go an inning or two today, I'd rather have it that way than the two and then the winds blowing out and, hey, yeah. what do you have left to try and keep us in this game right, today? Right. But and, and I... That's a perfect word. I, I also am I'm not even like shitting on Julian Mer- Merriweather. He had two solid innings last night in a game that saw a lot of runs. Oh, great. I'm not even saying that he should be off the team. He, you know, it was Just probably... a tough spot. Last night was probably his best performance as a Cub. He still get, he gave up a run in those two innings, but still, he was able to get the final six outs of a game that ended nine, or 14-9. to nine. So, I'm not... I think... I'm not out on him. I'm just... All I'm saying is that this wasn't the best day for David Ross, in my opinion. It just all goes back to, I think, like, you know, again, like, I think the lead here is, and we'll talk about Marcus Stroman. He was great. Again, they took two out of three. They're playing good baseball. I think the reason we get into kind of nitpicking some of this stuff on a day where they lose is, you know, we just know, like, 
these games are really important to a team like this. I mean, no mm. duh, right? Like you want to win and not lose, but yeah. close games for this team, these little moves and stuff like that. You know, we know this team is not just going to be blowing people out and winning a division by 20 games, right? Like these little games, like this was a winnable game and maybe some of these little decisions are why you don't end up winning this game. So I think that's why, you know, we kind of at least start to question this stuff, but you know, again, as Luke just said, you know, that's all in a perfect world and two out of three is fine. It is. Yeah. Uh, I shout mean, out then, to everybody in the chat, by the way. We got a good chat going for, uh, you know, weekday afternoon. Uh, Fish Slayers here. Dave LaCroix says he feels like they're giving Master Boney his last shot. He might be the odd guy out when Saya comes back, which we'll talk about next segment. But Saya is, is close. He's certainly a name that will be considered for that, I would think. Yeah, I mean, personally... It's tough because he can play infield, and so and he can play all across the infield mm-hmm. from from what I'm told. So I'm intrigued to see what happens with that. I, 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 I have, I'm I'm willing to see more from him. But if it means he has to go to Iowa to get more consistent at bats, I'm fine with that as well. well I, I just hope. I mean, like I, I hope it isn't Nelson. I, I think though there mm-hmm. there's tricky spots, right? Because at some point you you only have a certain number of spots to play guys and. It's it's not easy to keep guys fresh and getting good looks if they're only playing sparingly. But I think we, you know, as we've talked with some of these other guys, like Nelson, just has a higher ceiling. The potential, mm-hmm. obviously, you you know, you can see it. And I would rather the Cubs be giving shots to those guys. But you know, again, early in the season, I understand that they're going to want to see what they have in some of these guys. They're going to play the option game, and we'll see what they do when yeah. Saya comes when Saya comes back. Uh, let's get to the good news because we've, we've, we can move on with two out of three, right? Like two out of three, we, like Corey said, take two out of three against both teams to think they're playoff contenders in the American league. And in, in what we think is a pretty good division. Yes. The Mariners aren't off to a pretty good start, but it's a small sample size. And do I think they will be in the mix for a playoff spot? For sure. Mm-hmm. I really do. Uh, the big news of the day was really shocking to me. I, <laughs> We, we did another YouTube uh, shorter video earlier before the game started, and I was like, you could have told me almost anything, and it would have been less shocking than this. You could have told me Democrats and Republicans are getting along, and I've been like, uh, what? what? They, they got an extension done with Hap? I thought, because I thought the deadline was at least the season, right? I, Jed has talked about how he doesn't like to do it, but he, he, we can continue the conversation. Then last night on television, he starts bragging about Ian Happ. And I thought that meant, wait a minute, is he is he already talk, talking up a guy on television to, like, force the narrative for trade situation down the season? Mm-hmm. No, that was the bitterness and the angerness. And angerness, is that a word? It is now. It is. <laughs> see, see what a late game does to you the night before? Mm-hmm. So people at home are sitting there thinking they're, they're not getting a beer chug today. They're wrong. Because You're the Ian Happ extension is vibes. vibes At any baby. time, Cody's got vibes. He breaks out the Goose Island beer bat. Also, Corey gets to finally be here for one of these. How Corey, excited well, are I you need for to this? Get the timer going. Anyways, three years, $61 million, full no trade clause. But the deal is they get Ian Happ in his prime on a team friendly deal. $20 million a year is a lot of money, but it's only three years and it's the prime of what he does. We'll talk about what it means for the rest of the team. I want to get Cody on a. Uh, <laughs> Stopwatch here because the last time he did it was 33 seconds. Oh, Frankly, he's really been making some major. I'm 33 seconds last night, and it was an elite pour, and I think it has to do with the glass. So that's been the fault with the bat. Is the, it, uh, there's a lot of head. You know what I mean? So uh, I want to see. I want to see an improvement. Mike Dubs wants here. a beer for every year. Hashtag Mike Dubs. There you go. This like is for that. Ian Happ. This is for your left fielder contract extension. This should be a quick one today. Yeah, yeah. Coladas, even Colada, congratulations, Ricketts. <laughs> now sign a major free agent next year. Well, Dansby was a major free agent. That's starting to look like a really good deal, by the way. More, more, more. Oh more more Dansby's, more Haps, more Ugh. Nikos. All it's, three. You know, while Cody's uh, letting the Jesus head settle Christ. there, like, it, it's just Wait such a, a it's such a great deal. Um, you know, we, we talked about it in, in, you know, a little YouTube segment we did earlier. If you guys want to check that out on the CHGO Sports channel. Uh, but it's just such a great deal for the Cubs, and I'm glad that Ian Happ got paid. He deserves this. He's worked really hard to improve in literally every facet of the game and become a very complete player that you see today. He's got power. He sprays the ball all over the field. He can you know, hit the ball in those gaps. He's a great runner. 
Gold Glover now, um, and just someone who's going to look really good in this lineup going forward. And, you know, I think as they build the next great Cubs team, uh, you're starting to see what that core looks like, right? Like mm-hmm. with Nico, Dansby Swanson, say a Suzuki, Ian Happ, and then you can kind of like fill in the gaps there. Obviously for this year, you've got a lot of short-term guys and still some guys you're trying to have reclaim their career like Cody Bellinger or come back like Trey Mancini or things like that. But as we go forward, you know, you sort of expect them to ratchet things up when they feel like it's time to push all the chips in. And now you're sort of seeing who that sort of base group is going to be, which as we talked about, like coming into the year, we didn't really know who that was going to be. You had a lot of players coming off the books. You had a lot of short-term deals coming into the season. You had questions like, how long is Nico Horner going to be here? How long is Ian Happ going to be here? And you've answered, uh, Jed Hoyer has answered a lot of those questions. Yeah. So His far. grade has gone up to an A. for If this counts as the offseason, which it should, because it's still a deal that's being made for the future, I had him as like a B plus, and I said the only way to get up to an A minus if he got an extension done. Well, then he got Nico done, and now that he got Happ, so he got those those three, yes, we're looking at that as part of the core. I don't know if the, it will be part of the um, veteran core. Yeah. These three yeah. guys, you're looking at a veteran core. You're another waves coming in. This expected next great Cubs team that they're trying to build will be different than the last one. Those were all young players at one time, and they added some veterans from the side. This, they're developing their own veterans and adding Swanson from the outside, and then they're hoping the next wave comes in. But the mix will be added in different phases differently than it was the first time around, if that makes sense. Yeah. See, my my whole thing on why I'm happy about this is, uh, no pun intended, is it's a three-year extension. So he'll be like 32 whenever his prime. It's, it's done. Yeah, yeah, so he'll still probably be in his prime. And you, the thing is, is like we've talked about before and why a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know if they should extend him or not. Even I was kind of like, I keep going back and forth. I kept going back and forth on it the last five months because they have all these outfield prospects and he gave us one, he gave us a really consistent season, the first one really in his career. Uh, but the way he's played to start this year and you can tell that he is someone who's well-respected within the organization and the clubhouse and all that stuff, all everything that Corey just said for, for three years, 61 million, right? Sign me up. So I, I, think- I, I love that it's shorter and it doesn't completely derail some of these outfield guys. And again, you're not going to keep all these outfield guys. All this does now is it allows the Cubs to be a little bit more flexible yes. on making a trade yes. or something like that to bring in an impact player. Will it be a impact number one starter? Will it be a third baseman if, you know, to play more consistently, uh, a, a more elite one? I, I don't know. All I'm saying is that it this extension makes that known that that is possible. And let's be real. We... We know the Cubs, even with these prospects that are going to come up and we're going to see some of them uh, throughout the year, we still know that they're probably one or two major impact players away from being a real World Series contender. If somehow you're fortunate enough to have PCA, Canario, Alcantara, all these guys in the outfield develop into young stars quickly, right? Mm -hmm. Like we think PCA is close. Brendan Davis, okay? Four guys. If you're th- talking about those guys and you say they they could develop into the great stars, and now you've got Saya in right, and you've got Happen left, and you've blocked them. That, like Cody is saying, that is not true because of the length of the deals. It's also not true because while Hap has the no trade clause, he could also be moved to DH. If if for some reason these guys are so good that they force Ian Hap, an All Star Gold Glover, out of his position. You still can play him at DH. You still could play him as your fourth outfielder. You still could try to tr- talk him into a trade if it was to the right team, if he, mm-hmm. if he wanted to. Saya, the same story. Saya could play DH. Saya could be moved over. Um, you're trying to build an organization that has, what did I say last year? Get better players in here. Right now. Yeah. You need, forget where they're playing at right now. Add better players. And that's what they've done. You worry about the other stuff later. You're right. Maybe maybe you don't dream world. Shohei Otani is available, and you need to get some key pieces out there. Yeah, they might want some of those outfielders. Right. 
And then you, now you feel better about trading some of those outfield prospects because why? You've got guys that are under reasonable contracts in left field and right field. And well, you and still have some other guys too. And you have another wave you have another wave coming. Well, yeah, yeah. As I said in the discussion we had earlier, like if all these guys hit and you're trying to figure out where to play everybody, that's exactly the problem you want to have. That's the world I want to live in where Jed Hoyer has to decide which great players have to play where, right? Yeah. Like what a wonderful problem. But I think it was a Bears fan man in the chat earlier asked about three-year deals and if that only allows for like one championship window with a particular group or how, you know, because some of these are short, right? Dansby's is longer, but Nico and Ian kind of on that similar timeline. Mm-hmm. And I think it's... It, it really just allows for flexibility, right? You can always renegotiate with these guys if you want to keep them longer and you want to extend that window or however you want to look at that. But I think when you look at kind of the, the whole point of this, not a rebuild, right, this time around was to end up in a situation more similar to the Dodgers where if you have a player that breaks out and wants to hit free agency, mm-hmm. you can either decide to keep him or you look in your own organization and just replace it, yes. right? So that's the flexibility that this gives, is that if you end up in a scenario where you're reaching the end of Ian Happ's now new three-year extension that starts next year, you can decide to keep him at, at when he's 32 or 33 hitting free agency, or you say, you know what, now it's Alexander Canario's time, PCA's time, PCA will be up and an all-star before that. But you guys know what I mean, right? MVP. Like, you meant MVP? Yes. I mean, okay. You can. Absolutely. It just gives you flexibility, as you yeah. said. good As many good players in the organization and extend it as possible. I, I hope that we have Ryan in soon, but because we're talking about Hap, I want to read this quote that Ryan just put on Twitter. First point out that Nathan, Doug, and Richter have all agreed with me. Uh at Ryan <laughs> underscore A underscore Herrera on Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh, he said, uh, why did Ian Happ want to continue negotiations with the Cubs into the season? Ian Happ said, quote, it's the place I've always wanted to be. I've been pretty clear about that for a long time. I think the fact that I have wanted to wear this uniform for as long as I possibly can made it pretty easy. Very cool. Love it. Slash awesome. team discount. Oh, yeah. Hometown discount. Super chat, 1999 from, is it Luco? Military member, been keeping up with the Cubs through your podcast for the past two seasons. Finally able to be a diehard and join the chat. Hey, appreciate man, thank you, you. Appreciate in you, every way, shape, or form. We appreciate thank you. Thank you for your service. All right. How about a beer back chug for Ian Happ and Luco? Yeah. Yeah, double a double chug. Let's go. Cheers. All right, here we for go. Vibes. And this is for hashtag and vibe with us. And Luca. Okay. And he's on the clock. The time starts. Um, Beer to Gary, lips. Is Gary that how said it works? I forgot Owen Casey. Yeah, that's like another. So now we're talking five outfields. Nelson Velasquez. Oh, my God. Christopher Morrell. You know. Seven. Build the pipeline. That's the well, whole point, so right? So what are you looking at? You're looking at a, a position of <laughs> position or positions me. of depth. Yeah. Absolutely. That's where you trade from. It, it's similar to like you go back to like if you need to or coming want up to. on that first World Series run. I'm still going. Still they had going. all those shortstops, right? Yes. It works itself out. Yes. You know? Barb wants Jaeger bombs done too. And 38 seconds. A little off his normal pace, uh, but it's been a big day and a lot of emotions. I think for moving forward, we're just going to have to like, once we do the pour, we have to let it sit for. Settle a little bit. Yeah, settle for like that was better. a couple minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Because like half of it's always been like head. the W. Anyway, now the problem you'll see, Corey, is that now Cody will be belching the rest of the <laughs> podcast, which is always great for the people. Oh, on I Spotify can't! I can't wait to read the the Apple reviews and someone telling me to stop doing this. The best way to take in our experience is to be part of it in the <laughs> YouTube chat live. So make sure you subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube page. I see. I agree with Doug. And give here. it the likes, the thumbs up. Five-star reviews, all those Doug things. says there's just no way to pop properly chug a beer from that bat, Cody. I agree, but we're doing whatever it takes no excuses. to manifest a playoff team here. That's right. Hashtag right. vibe with us. Vibes have no excuses, Luke. They don't. They <laughs> don't. That. No don't. excuses. Let me ask you this about the Ian Happ three-year, $61 million extension. Do you like it better than Ben Attendee's five for 75 with the White Sox? Yes. 
Absolutely. Benettoni didn't even hit. Like, he would. Don't you think he would have got a hundred million dollars easy? Yeah. On the open market, I would have thought. I mean, that's, five that's, been the that's part of the reason player. I I I was you know. We were, I think most of us were advocating for this, but we were just unsure because we didn't know what Ian would be looking for, knowing that right. he is really a, one is of a the absolute top bats in this free agent class. So many of those guys signed extensions. And, you know, the the Shohei thing, if he doesn't get traded, is going to be a complete circus. But, uh, look, I mean, like I, I, I read that quote that that Ryan got us, like he wanted to be here. And I think that's that's very clear. I I wonder if maybe he had a sense for whatever reason that the type of monster deal just wasn't going to be there i'm not i'm not sure how they would be sure of that now it's the but the security of not having to worry about getting hurt this yeah. year that's another thing like right but but he didn't have to take it um so right. i will ask after this i'll let you i'm going to give you the question you can think about it while we're doing our ad reads does this change the narrative the negative narrative that was starting to hover over the Cubs about keeping their own players. Yes. Has it started to change the narrative for you? And yes. we'll talk about that after the break. First, Cody's going to tell us about how ComEd is an energy efficiency program that really, you know, we all want to be on board with. And, well, and listen, you can be. You've seen these lights, these new lights. I've seen beautiful, them. Beautiful, historic, Wrigley Beautiful Field. and historic and spectacular. Yeah, I mean, it had to do with the ComEd energy efficiency program. Be, which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills. Now, Luke, and into the future. Absolutely, Cody. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting, other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. ComEd also offers these free facility assessments that can help you find energy-saving opportunities, HVAC systems, Commercial kitchen equipment, industrial processes. Yeah. Uh, how, how, how does that actually work, Luke? Well, Cody, thanks for asking. I appreciate that. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. They can be done in person or virtually. They last about two hours. Then within three to four weeks, customers receive this report detailing energy efficiency projects they can start working on right away. Immediately, each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. So if you own a business, man, you don't want to hesitate on this. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. Did you say comed.com slash powering biz, Luke? I did, Cody. Get on it. It's important. It will save you money and energy. Let me tell you something else. Those lights are so bright, you got to have your shady rays on even at Ooh. night. Now, a day like today, Cody, you came in on the scooter. You had the mm. shady rays on. Oh, yeah. I was hanging out on the balcony, eating my lunch, mm -hmm. celebrating Ian Hat, being an extended Chicago Cub, and my shady rays on. We were. I was just absolutely vibing summertime shy vibes from oh cody delmeno in if april you're, if you're not I mean, watching it, if you're doing just the <sighs> podcast form tonight and listening to this make sure you go back and watch the youtube and you'll see what i'm saying uh summertime vibes from mr delmendo shady mm. rays though never understood why sunglasses were so expensive so they set out to change it you don't have to bake break the bank for quality sunglasses because our friends at shady rays have you covered premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity substantial durability Styles catering to everyone and every lifestyle. And the best part about Shady Rays, they have this insane prote protection program, the best in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades, even on day one, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Drop them in a lake, off a cliff, anything. They'll replace them. It, you know, you might be doing a beer, a beer bat there and then step on them accidentally when you go to pick them up. Doesn't matter. They'll replace them. Even with that kind of protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you holding my hand just as good as any expensive pair I've ever worn. Shady Rays customers seem to agree. More than 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed, and they have donated now more than 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product, too. They told us if anybody has a problem, they just throw that profit out the window, do what it takes to get it right. Free returns, free exchanges. You either love your shades or Shady Rays is going to ship them back. That's it. Exclusively for our listeners right now, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal this season. Use the code CHGO 
50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs as low as 54 bucks. BOGO, baby. Redeem them at ShadyRays.com, where you can find all their newest and best shades. Cubs lose today, but they win off the field with the great deal for Ian Happ. Three years, $61 million. Full no trade clause. He'll be on the Cubs this season and three more, it appears. And Jed Hoyer has now gone out and in this offseason period into the early season has extended Nico Horner, has found a way to an extend Ian Happ, and he's added some key pieces. He added Dansby Swanson. Have the Cubs changed the narrative? That's the question I asked before the ad read. What do you, what do you guys think? Have they changed the narrative about being cheap and not able to re-sign their guys? I believe yes. So like anyone else, I have my thoughts and probably qualms about some of the last few years and some of the spending and, you know, biblical losses, things of that nature, right? I'm not saying it's all good and that, you know, some of these years have been what we all deserve and what this franchise should have gone through to get to this point. But Jed, I think, has proven that the narrative that he is unwilling to sign extensions or unwilling to give out big contracts or spend money is not true. He is willing to do all of those things and now has done all of those things for the right guys at the right time. That's, That's what I believe. And I think to suggest otherwise, I mean, at this point, like it just isn't true, right? Like we can always have opinions on they should have done this instead or they should have done that instead. But he has given out multiple extensions to homegrown players. He has signed big long-term contracts. Dansby Swanson, seven years, uh, a lot of money. Jamison Tyone, multiple years, a lot of money. He's done it. And when you look back to the core, the infamous trade deadline, right, of 2021, we'll see how things shake out. Some of those deals are long-term. There's no answer yet right now. But at the moment, Anthony Rizzo is the only one of those that looks like a player you definitely would like to have on this team well, right like now. I like Kyle Schwarber, but that's another story. Like That was before 2021, yeah, but yes. <laughs> but just, it well, it doesn't it, mean the decisions are the right decisions. It just does show that they can re-sign guys. They've now signed right. Rizzo to one extension, Hendricks to an extension, Hap, and Horner. Mm-hmm. They've had mm-hmm. four guys take team-friendly deals now that, again, both sides have to agree to it. Both sides have to be willing. There's no question, uh, David Bodie, if you want to say five, but <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Like, yeah. that was obviously, they were giving him some security, and they were hoping he was going to be better than he's turned out to be, but sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. Kyle Hendricks, you got for an absolute bargain. Mm-hmm. Now you hope you get the same thing. You're getting prime Hap, prime Horner. You got prime Hendricks. Um, and so those have shown, yes, who was it in the chat? Somebody said yes and no. And well, I was just going to say that, like, I think on Schwab's, right? Like that's an example of like, that was a mistake. That was a cheap money motivated move. And that sucks. And we can still criticize them for that. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that all of this narrative is true, right? Like as they build forward, they are doing now the things we want to see them do they're spending money, they're extending guys. A lot of things can be true at once, mm-hmm. right? But this overarching narrative to your original question, like that they don't spend any money, they're unwilling to extend, like they've flipped the script on that. It, I think. it doesn't mean that the narrative was wrong before. It just means that they've started to change the script. We can sit here and argue whether or not it was wrong before. Yeah. Because maybe Bryant and Rizzo and Javi and Wilson were asking for too much that's another that's another podcast. What, <laughs> what I'm saying is they've started to change the narrative now. They've done four guys. They've done two in a row this year. They brought in Dansby. They did spend big money on a shortstop. No, they didn't spend Aaron Judge money. They spent $177 million. And the common theme in all of these players, hardworking, good clubhouse guys, good teammates, and willing to do whatever it takes, even if it means changing and adapting their playing style, or in Horner's position, 
his position on the field even. Yeah. yeah. So Horner went and changed from shortstop to second base. Mm-hmm. Happ is a guy that was willing to go down to the, no, he wasn't willing. He was told to go to the minors, had to work on it, wasn't happy about it, came back and has turned himself into a gold glove left fielder who is an all-star now, mm-hmm. right? Hendricks is a guy who went about it and listened to anything they wanted to tell him about pitch lab, all those things. These are hardworking, good teammates that across the board, everybody in the clubhouse likes. Yeah. So, have they changed the narrative? Yes, they're starting to. Have they fully changed the narrative? No. They still, to, like, it's so wild, and it's so, like, I honestly think these this set of people I'm about to say, I honestly think you hang out in your mom or dad's basement and just hang out there and just are so pissed off about everything in the world. But the Cubs haven't given out a $300-plus million contract, while all kinds of other teams have. And... Money in baseball is only skyrocketing. I mean, Shohei Otani is going to get a ton of money. I think the only way that the large majority of this fan base is going to believe that the Cubs are or the Ricketts family is ever or is ever going to believe that they are willing to do whatever it takes to make this team a winner on a consistent basis is if they shell out some sort of massive, large contract and. Listen, they gave Swanson seven years, $177 million. In 2023, that's not a lot considering what Bogarts mm-hmm. got. You're right. What Turner got, what Mike Trout got, what Mookie Betts got, what Shohei Otani's going to get. It just isn't. At the same time, Swanson has been way better than what we expected. And people said he was a consolation prize. Right. I think at the while all of what you guys said is true, and while I can still say that while I... That I I like what the Cubs have done since Jed has taken over the moves in free agency that he made, even going into last year, because you guys didn't mention Marcus Stroman, who's off to a great start this year. Say a Suzuki that when he is healthy, he's yep. very, very good. No 10 year deals here, by the way, right? He's made very solid free agent deals to this point to build this roster. I mean, in June of last year, my Twitter mentions were full of, oh, this is going to be a five-year rebuild. Right. We're six and five right now in the middle of April. We just extended Ian Happ and extended Nico Horner before the season. And this team doesn't look like a team that's in the, in a rebuild right now. Certainly I'm, not for five years. Right. <laughs> I, I, I think what Jed Hoyer has done since taking over and considering when he took over, things were a mess when it came to not being able to extend players, but also the farm system was in shambles. And... You know, the, like the the dynasty or whatever didn't work out and they had to get out of that. They had to stop putting Band-Aids on. That is what they did. They ripped the Band-Aid off at the deadline in 2021. It sucked. We're always going to remember it as one of the more sad days in Cubs fandom. No doubt. But again, people thought this rebuild was going to take four to five years. Actual, like, actual people in my Twitter mentions last year telling me this. And we're sitting here right now at 6 and 5. And if you feel like that's still a thing, even this early in April then again, I assume you're in your mom and dad's basement pissed off in your underwear, and that's it. So, for me, yes, he has changed the narrative, but it's going to take a big, big deal for all of Cubs fans to, to believe that Show they are willing me. to go I got killed. do Show whatever it takes, hey. to do whatever it takes to make this a World Series contender. That that's that's hey, that's basically Chicago, my take. What do you show him? I got killed for saying I had receipts. Cody's out here saying oh. you're in your underwear in your <laughs> mom's basement. Well, Nobody bats an eye. I just want to point out, like my parents' basement was pretty nice. I, I would be I, like well, when I was younger, it was pretty nice. Not, I would like, hang out in there. Like I don't know. <laughs> we had a lot of spiders I, in our basement. I Holy also just want to like to add on to Cody's point, like and just to like I think like from where Luke and I were saying, like just to be clear, like job's not finished. Right. right. No. Like this organization still needs to get to the point where they reflect what this fan base brings to them, their Forbes valuation like this. But that's what Jed is working towards. And that's why we get excited about this stuff, because they're doing the stuff that help, you know, the building blocks that get us there. But the job's not finished. Right. The job's not finished until this team looks like a, a, a perennial World Series contender. No questions asked. Right. Right. But. All of the stuff that Jed has been saying, he's now starting to back up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you know, measuring up to what he has said this plan was. 
and the building blocks are starting to pile up at this point, right, for getting there to that next great Cubs team. Yeah. Joe in the chat uh, pointed out that, Cody, it's not – they haven't signed a $300 million. They haven't signed a $200 million guy. But Fair. then Sean in the chat had a good comment. He said they're going to offer – they're going first of all, he says they're going to offer way more than $300 million for Shohei Otani. He believes they're in on it because they were in on him billion. the first time. Well, it's going to take way over $300 million whether, to get the guy. That's, whether, that's for sure. I, I think they have to be in on the conversation. Oh, yeah. And if saving on some of these, if some of these smaller deals, shorter-term deals, like Marcus Stroman's shorter deal, uh, Tyone's isn't a long deal, um, the Bellinger one is a one-year deal, so it's coming off the Mancini, books. Mancini, two years. Mancini's only two years. Hosmer, one year. Hosmer, yep. one year. And also the... the the extensions like Horner isn't forever, mm-hmm. Hap isn't forever, Sayas deal isn't forever. So if all those things save a little bit of money each time to where you can now overspend, which you will certainly have to do to get Shohei Otani, they've now set themselves up to be in the conversation. Whether John Heyman wants him to be there or not, they can be in the conversation. They almost had him convinced the first time around yep. yeah. to not go to the West Coast, right? Right. Didn't happen. Now they can come back and say, listen, your buddy says over in right field, we can give you truckloads of Crane Kenny's money. <laughs> and by the way, if it takes, this is not my preferred way, but if it takes trading some of the prospects, we've now secured some positions on the field. And now we're starting to see that we may have a surplus of guys at certain positions. There's a couple different ways it could work out, but I think that this sets them up to at least be in the mm-hmm. conversation for it. When I think like, you know, again, like some of the some folks wondering like short-term deals, like why don't they go longer? Does this, all, you know, how many, how long is this window, et cetera? Just gives them so much flexibility, yeah. right? Especially because the Nico extension, this HAP extension, even the Dansby contract, when you look at the value he's going to provide from an annual average value perspective, like these are all going to look like smart deals, which is the point. And now, you know, you don't want Jed to only be operating smartly all the time because sometimes to get the goods, it, it takes acting a little stupid sometimes. But it puts, as Luke is saying, like you have these prospects coming up, your system is, you know, flying up these rankings. These guys are developing and excelling at new levels. It just gives him so much flexibility because you are not bogged down with big, weighty, bad contracts, right. right? And so whatever direction they decide to go, trading guys, shelling out for, you know, the big the big fish, Shohei Atani, whatever it is, sure. he's got flexibility because you have this base in place mm. with prospects and major league talent, and there's nothing about it that is restricting, right, yeah. in terms of a, a budget perspective or a luxury tax perspective, anything like that. He's got a ton of flexibility. Now he's got to, like, you know, Push yes. to use a baseball cliche. He's got to get it across home plate, right? Like he's he's laid out this vision. A lot of these moves look like exactly what he's been talking about. Like smart, sh- you know, not super long deals, not crazy money, but guys, you got their prime. You got them yeah. when they're in their prime. Push it across yeah. home plate and and build a team that goes and wins the World Series. Now, Gary in the chat, and I'm only bringing it up because he's a diehard, and uh, he's he said something along the lines of. You know, three years isn't a, you know, are these, are these, these aren't long term, but that's, that's the thing. That's the point that you're making. Okay. When Nico's contract is up with the Cubs, he'll be 29. Mm-hmm. To be honest, that's probably what he wants. He probably wants to hit free agency when he's 29 and or just, renegotiate. Before, just before 30, because right. 30 is the number where teams go, ah, he's 30. And if he plays, if he, if he's a top 10 second baseman in baseball for the next three years, then you pay him and keep him. Yeah, or right. or again, we're talking about the system that's like gonna skyrocket or somebody this, forces the rankings. You, Christian Hernandez just hit his first home run in in the Myrtle Beach the other day. I know he's not probably not gonna play second base, but just an example. They they have some guys that are gonna take a while. So to have Nico there for the next handful of years, and yeah, I'm all about like if he plays well and and he becomes part of this. Uh, uh, a, a, a Cubs World Series team, then yeah, you'll probably, I'll probably be like, yes, Nico for life, whatever. It's kind of the same thing with Ian Happ too because in three years, okay, well, obviously we're going to probably move some of these outfield prospects, but you're going to keep some of them too. 
So in three years, we're going to see. I, I, I think that the extensions, while they are short, it's beneficial to the Cubs long-term for the guys that they do like that are on the farm. And even though I keep saying you don't know what you're going to get out of them, it now gives them more time to find out, okay, do we really, really like this guy? Is this the guy that we want to see playing left field in a few years, whatever, Wh- whoever it is, you know what I mean? So that's that's why I like both those extensions the most because, first off, it, say Ian Happ just explodes even more over the next three years, and he's 32, okay, then he can make right. more money. I, in a way, the Cubs are benefiting themselves and the player. So uh, that's why I, I like the Ian Happ and Nico Horner extension for not only for the team, but just for them as well. So I, that's, that's basically my take on it, but yeah, I mean, will they need to make a long, long term extension for a homegrown player one day? Well, whoever, I don't know who that guy's going to be, but just be happy that be, we, that we got some. That's think, right. It'll I'm be not going to complain when he's 22, extend him till well, he's maybe 50. it's PCA before he's called up. They haven't done one of those yet. Right. And they he haven't would be done the one guy of those too. That, like, Here's your guaranteed money. Yeah. Come on up now. I also like the comment from Joe that we just got in the YouTube chat. Uh, he says, I like that the team is starting to feel new and they're establishing an identity. Uh, since 2021 trade deadline felt like a placeholder team. And I, I, I agree with yes. that. And it's and you, right. you, you're you starting to sort of feel like uh, you, you see the future with a lot of these guys in it. Even though right? there are placeholders on this roster. Right. Unquestionably placeholders on this roster. Um, I saw that. Uh, can you go back to... I think it was Fish Slayer with a nice comment. I always like to, you know, pat ourselves on the back. By the way, just have to say I really appreciate this podcast and how genuine it is. ESPN always feels fake and their personalities are stupid. This podcast is way better than anything ESPN could produce today. Salute to you, Fish Slayer. Thank Fish you. Slayer, we appreciate that. Um, and also, Jerome says, sun's out, gun's out. I don't know if he's talking about me, Corey, or Cody. Definitely be all not me. Uh, be all I, I'm assuming they're talking about Luke. Don't let the facts that, get in the way of your right. story. That's I also right. just love, like, I mean, you can break up these samples, however, and, you know, I think 2021 was a sort of weird, like, tale of two halves for Ian Happ. But, like, even, like, I'm looking at, like, the Fangraphs war leaderboard, right? 19th among outfielders since 21 till now, Ian Happ. And you just got him on a three-year deal for a little over $20 million a year. Like, that's yeah. a steal, and and yeah. and that and that doesn't even take into account that he has continued to get better year over year, even during that span. And there's just not that many outfielders that are better than him at this point. Yeah. And if you were going to try and go get one in free agency, he was going to be <laughs> other than Shohei, like your best option, right? Yeah. So it's just it's a great deal from Jet Hoyer. This is a a very very good day, uh, despite the loss. Marcus Stroman was great, and the Cubs have now kept a really good player on this team and they have him as part of the fold going forward. They've developed two of their own and now extended two of their own, right? Those aren't guys that were traded for. They were guys that they drafted. Uh, Ben says, you guys are incredible. Best Cubs coverage in the game. Thanks, Ben. Ben. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate that. See, anything you say nice about us or agree with me, you're going to get probably mentioned out loud. <laughs> or Cody, if you just say something funny, I'll probably read it. That's right. How about a how about a uh, DraftKings pick of the week? You got something for us? All right. I gave it out on CHGO Bets Daily at 11 a.m. today. We got the Bulls playing game tonight, and I'm not going to bet on the Bulls or the Raptors because both teams are just they're not good. Uh, so I on DraftKings Sportsbook, you can get a no-sweat same-game parlay uh, promo where you can put up to $10 down, and if it doesn't hit, you get your money back. Nice. So, tonight we're rolling a four-leg parlay at plus 260. Nikola Vucevic, double-double. Zach Levine, 20-plus points. Gary Trent, two-plus three-pointers. And over five-and-a-half assists for Fred Van Fleet. Uh, again, comes out to plus 260. $10 wins you 36 oh, altogether with your $10 back. So, 26, but plus 10 once you get your $10 back. The only way to make this week more vibey after a winning homestand against uh, two American League West teams, teams with playoff aspirations, and then signing uh, Nico Horner and then Hap would be to make money on some betting. That's the only way to finish the hit it off. Parlay hit today. We've done beer. We've done beer chugs, mm-hmm. beer bats, you name it. We got summer weather. Mm-hmm. The only thing left is winning money on DraftKings now. Yep. Or and. 
maybe Luke will come in here in shorts one day. <laughs> I've never seen Luke. If they sign Shohei. That's, that's debatable. In December. <laughs> Corey and I will wear shorts on the same day, and we will wear chicken outfits for Ooh. our chicken legs. Right? Am I wrong? Chicken legs? You got chicken legs? I got chicken legs. Nobody needs to see my legs. They're so white. My legs are so white that you can't even see them. They're like opaque. Yeah. I'm so They're committed right, to Stucky right Nation that I have the same build as you. I don't do it, Luke. I can't, I can't wear it. jeans in this heat, bro. I just can't do it. So, Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, so all those things are going right. Make sure you now also get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. It is FOCO. Spring and baseball season, they've got Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. They've even got hoodies in case you hit one of those games where the temperature drops 35 degrees between the fourth inning and the fifth inning. It happens. Everybody knows it does. We have set decorations out on set A. They've got a new uh, Hayden Wesneski bobblehead they gave us. We've got a Clark the Cub bobblehead. They give us a lot of new cool stuff we'll be throwing out on the set. Uh, we appreciate that, so thank you to FOCO. And check out FOCO.com and click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. They've got a lot of cool stuff there. But like the, the West Nesky bobblehead, where else are you going to get that right now? It's unique. Yeah. They've got some unique is it, stuff. Is they're, it not time? Just, they're not marching out the same stuff everybody else has. Is it time? Hawaiian oh. Herrera. Ooh. We got time. one more ad read. Up. Oh. Jump the gun. Game time. Woo. Please oh. don't win tonight, Bulls, by the way. <laughs> uh, well, if you want to... No, the Bulls game is in Toronto, isn't it? Yeah. Well, if you're in Toronto and you happen to be watching the show, you can, you get on game time to go to the game. Or, and root for Toronto so the Bulls have at least a 1% chance of a top Perhaps. Game. Or I know Cubs fans are nationwide. Are you in L.A.? If you're in L.A. and you're watching the show, go to the Cubs game on Friday. Say Zuki's supposed to be back. Go on game time. Get your tickets. Because Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate. Corey seats, for example, they're great. Floor seats at a concert, it's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Cubs tickets. I mean... For real, you go on game time, and you can just see all all the different prices. I I get on the red line sometimes, and when I get off at Addison, I pull up game time just to see how much they are because if you you wait right up until a few minutes before first pitch, you get them at the best price. It's the best thing. Created by the fans, for the fans, guarantees the lowest price. If you love CHGO, then you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Use code CHGO. Get yeah. $20 off. That's not in the ad read, but it should be. Barb says, uh, Stucky with his Daisy Dukes. Do you guys get that reference? Does anybody understand what yes. she said? I do. Yes. Dukes of Hazard. Daisy Dukes wore the I'm short sure. cut off Jessica jeans. Simpson? We're cultured, Luke. Yes, she did play. Yes, Jessica Simpson did wear the Daisy Dukes. God bless her. Um, all right. See, Hawaiian he, Ryan, uh, he gets his own graphic. Aloha to Ryan Herrera. I just sat in a box while waiting for, for that ad read. I just like sat here. I could see myself just chilling. That was sweating. Anyway. Sweating, right? It's probably warm there. Uh, all right, Ryan, what did they say? What was the most interesting thing out of the clubhouse or from David Ross today? Uh, hey, I can see Joey's um, hand Man. turn the TV up. Um, <laughs> obviously, the most interesting thing that happened today is Ian Hat and his extension. Very obviously that nothing... Nothing in that game, not that it didn't matter, but nothing in that game was really going to overtake the biggest news of the day, which was Ian Happ. Um, got to talk to him afterwards. Rossi, obviously. Um, Jed Hoyer came down, talked about it. And uh, I think the main thing is, especially what Ian said, is he said it all along that he wants to be here. Uh, he was willing, obviously, to, to discuss contract extension, negotiate that. During spring training, all off season and even into the season, like Jed Hoyer told us on opening day, when it comes to in season stuff, that that sort of falls on the player uh, themselves. And if they want to do it, clearly Ian did. Uh, and now we're, you know, almost two weeks since I think Nico's deal became official. Um, 
and now Ian's locked up as well for the next three years. So, um, yeah, Ian said that this is the place he wanted to be. Him and Jed both talked about how, you know, can um, compromise kind of had to be made, obviously, to, to, to come to terms into that specific structure of the deal. But also, you know, Ian probably could have made maybe a little bit more money hitting the free agent market this offseason, considering all the rest of the guys that did sign extensions themselves. So um, it, it does go to show, like, that Ian was very sincere in how much he wanted to stay in Chicago, that he was willing to maybe give up a, a little bigger of a payday uh, and maybe even a few years on a contract to, to stay here uh, for at least three more years. I mean, I, I think it's, I think everybody pretty much looks at it and says, you know, he gave them the hometown discount. He gave them a great deal, but both sides had to agree on it. The only thing I have, we've had a question about from the game, and this probably was not addressed afterwards, but if it was, I'm curious what was said. The decision not to bring somebody up in the bullpen today after last night, and then whether or not, I mean, you can't guarantee that Stroman's going to give you six innings today. So they didn't have a ton of arms, and they are off tomorrow. Did anybody bring that up? Was that mentioned at all? No, but I also think you look at it, they have the off day tomorrow. Someone like, I mean, I know Cody tweeted about Julian Merriweather, which uh, he did pitch two innings yesterday. I think it was 25 pitches, but, you know, a guy like Mark Leiter Jr. didn't pitch that much yesterday. He could have potentially come out of the bullpen. Uh, I think he threw 15 pitches yesterday, so it's not like he – uh, maybe I might be wrong. I, I believe it was like 15 pitches. I could be wrong on that, so don't um, quote me on it. But you have the off day tomorrow. Um, you know, he still had, I think, I don't remember the last time Fulmer pitched, but we saw him a few games ago go two innings. Um, so, you know, he could do it in a pinch if needed. Um, yeah, I, I think it just, it wasn't addressed, obviously. Um, but I think it just kind of came down to they have the off day tomorrow. Um, Guys obviously need to be able to pitch on back-to-backs, um, and this was a, a chance for a couple of them to do so, You know, especially like Julian Merriweather we just talked about. Um, yeah, no, it, was, it wasn't addressed, but I think it just came down to they have the off day. If, if they need you, you need to be able to pitch. It says he pitched two innings yesterday on the, in the box score, just saying. Merriweather? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. No, Ryan, Ryan said that, I thought. Oh, I thought he said that he didn't. Yeah. I was like, no, he, he did. I, no, I <laughs> no, he was I talking about the amount of pitches. He was to argue, Cody. Oh, yeah, that's Speaking of arguing, doing. Ryan, let's get to the very important uh, who you got because that's what we really are here to argue about, correct? We have a lot of things to discuss. Yeah, there's no argument. Ryan, Ryan uh, is, are you filing a formal appeal on your ban of to... pitchers? I'm filing a formal grievance, just overall formal grievance to the board of directors um, due to actions by dictator Stuckey. Um, we, I would like change it, considering it's self-appointed dictator Stuckey, like it doesn't hold that much weight anyway. Um, but uh, you're ruling with an iron fist when this is supposed to be a democracy. Can't let you take down CHGO Cubs, who you got like that. So uh, I filed a... I've, I've already filed a grievance to the board of directors that includes okay. Brendan and my parents. So, um, well, yeah, yes. yeah, Ryan's parents will be helping decide this. Corey said he wanted to weigh in. Was it a bomb performance enough from Wesneski that Ryan should be banned from taking a pitcher? As the rules say, if a pitcher bombs, you're not allowed to take a pitcher for two weeks. Currently, Cody and I and the unanimous chat yesterday, except for one guy. Not unanimous. Say not, not unanimous. 99, not 100. All said, bomb, as much as we love Wes Nesky, it's the 26th before he can take another pitcher. Do you have a thought on that? Uh, as someone who was in the stands at beautiful, historic Wrigley Field for said performance, yes. Okay, so now there's Sorry, one more. Brian. Now now Jared uh, and you, Brendan will be Jared, allowed to comment. You eating the hot dog. You were distracted by your hot dog. Brendan and Jared will I be able to. That's fair. <laughs> Brendan and Jared will be able to chime in on this in the next twenty-four hours, and then maybe the maybe the appeal will lower the decision. Maybe we'll stick with what we I have. I don't know we'll if twenty-four see. hours is enough time for Brendan to that, yeah, write a code and run the data. Make the You're gonna have to give him more to show time. What was I'm not wrong sure with the about that. So today's picks were Corey with Bellinger, two for three, a home run, two RBI, and a strikeout. Cody with Madrigal, one for four. Joey with Master Boney, one for three. Congratulations to Joey. Uh, Thank you. Ryan had Ian Happ, 0 for four, strikeout, but signs an extension. 
I had Marcus Stroman, <laughs> six innings, two runs, two earned runs. Put signs in extent. Six strikeouts, two walks, but he was the losing pitcher. Uh, where are we going Cody with this? Cody Bellinger today, baby. I Come will on. Did now. Bellinger's home run give him enough the juice? Only two it was runs a meaningless home run. He, he was did the, have the only two RBI. He was also the only person in the Cubs lineup with multiple hits. He s- drove in and scored, obviously, uh, drove in and scored the only Cubs runs on this day. It's got to be Cody Bellinger. Marcus Stroman has been great. Three starts, three quality starts. He has been doing exactly as advertised as he was signed to do. You said he was great today, earlier in the show. I did. As but did, took, as did look, Cody. He took the loss. We're not going to give the who took you got loss. win to the guy that I, took the loss. I, I, Cody I Bellinger was the whole offense today. That's definitely a vote I am not always here to argue my case, so I am going to defend Belly passionately today. This is me. Give me the dub in the chat. Let's the home go. run. The home run was enough to push you over the top. Do you think you had it before the home run? Then I think this would have been a a tight debate. Very tight debate. Yeah, Partially tight. because of what we were just talking about with Ryan, I will agree that I think. Uh, Bellinger, it, it's the two guys, right? But uh, you could argue Hap because of the extension, even no. though he was 0-4. <laughs> no. And I, oh, I know Ryan oh, I know Ryan. I, the who you got winner should be yeah, Jed yeah, Hoyer in that in that context, I think. But, I, will, I will riot I, I will if say, Ryan wins who you got. But, however, if... I'm getting the votes. If Stroman, the if Stroman doesn't pitch the way he does, you're left with a position player pitching in this game today. Yeah. That that was the situation. The bullpen was so used up last night that if he doesn't go six innings and just two runs and a handful of strikeouts, if he doesn't have his third good start of the season, you're left with Nico Horner pitching the ninth, eighth and ninth inning. That's the way it probably would have gone today. Uh, look, Stroman was great, uh, no doubt. And again, he's now, been great Now, does anybody said Bellinger season, was great but... today? No, but you just said, I've had two people say Stroman was great. Yeah, That's look, my argument. I, I got all. The chats I got say, all the votes I, in the chat. I'm Come on, Belly. All right, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm putting just my vote on Bellinger. That I'm, way, I'm, me and I'm Luke good with that. Bell, the Bellinger with the home Cody, run was you. the difference. I think I had it until big Bellinger hit. Bellinger hit the home run. I'll mm. I'll agree. That's probably the deciding factor. I think it was Stroman until the meaningless home run. I say this one because with this loss for Luke, me and him both remain with the. The worst record, two so and I'm seven. Not, so I'm not the only one with the worst record. And also, Ryan Jeez, takes a loss. So. Ryan well, goes to four I, and five. Corey goes to four and five. Four and five. And Cody and I oh, both two I'm and hot. seven. Joey, I don't I, know his record. I, but it's I do. I do just want to say. Let me get um, one. There was a couple. There was a comment from Justin and Doug in the chat about enjoying the podcast and and finding Thank us. You. So we appreciate those a lot. I do just want to say, like, obviously in the context of the game, and I know you didn't mean it that way, but like. It was meaningless, the, oh, the yeah, home no. run from Bellinger. But Could be I do want to point out, like, he looks good. He has, like, right now, after today's game, sporting a K rate under 15%, which is right in line with when he was really, really freaking good for the Dodgers. Now, obviously, the performance has not been there all-encompassing on the offensive perspective, and using WRC Plus this early in the season is, you know, it's very early. Sm- samples are small, but... An 85 WRC plus, right? He was at 60, or excuse me, 83 last year for the Dodgers, 47 in 2021. The point being, and we talked about this, he is so good in center field. He is so good on the bases that if he is even hovering around being a league average hitter, that is a really, really valuable player. So that low K rate, hitting a bomb, you know, he's got multiple bombs now. Those hits starting to fall a little bit. It, it, I'm not telling you like I know Cody would say like buy that Bellinger stock. I don't know, right? I don't. Stock up. I, Bellinger I don't stock trade up. that way. But it he was just meaningless looks, for this game. The home run was meaningless for the result of this just game, but good. not meaningless yeah. potentially for moving forward for yeah. Cody Bellinger for the revenge series this weekend for the goodness of the Cubs. Right. That too. Oh yeah, the revenge yes. series coming up. Uh, Ryan, one question for you. Back on on Hap. I, I'm not. I'm not sure who he said this to. The context wasn't given to me, but I'm seeing on Twitter that. Anthony Rizzo was consulted uh, by Ian Happ. And, you know, I, I know he talked to Jamison Tyone and kind of I not convinced him but said good things that led to Jamison come here. Uh, I'm just curious about that conversation with Happ and, you know, just obviously other than him loving here, uh, anything else that, you know, kind of just played into this decision for me. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think Rizzo needed to do much convincing to get at to want or have to want to sign an extension in Chicago, but it was more of like, you know, Rizzo's a really good friend of Hap's. Um, he's been through the process, of course, with this, uh, you know, with Bajet Oyer at the helm uh, and most of this front office. Um, I think it was more of just leaning on Rizzo, getting some advice, um, understanding the process and understanding that obviously um, things don't work out for some people, but not everyone's path is the same. Um, so, you know, again, I don't think Anthony Rizzo had to convince Hap to, to want to sign an extension, but it was just uh, another voice of someone who's been through it in, in his, you know, pretty much his same situation at one point in time. Um, and who knows, I would say who, who knows why it didn't work out the last for, for him. Um, and can at least provide some advice for, uh, you know, how Ian can go about it two years later. Make cool. sure you uh, sign up to be a diehard so you can read all of Ryan's stuff. He's uh, doing great work out at Wrigley Field. Are you going to be in here tomorrow? Because we are doing a podcast, 120, off-day podcast. Uh, so just because the Cubs are off doesn't mean we're off. We'll be back here. So hopefully everybody in the chat will join us as well. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Thanks to Corey for coming in. Uh, and thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. And... Don't forget, until tomorrow at 1.20, light the W.